give me your grace and touch my body, touch my heart, anoint my mind, anoint my lips, anoint as I speak. Lord, speak to me as I speak to your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I now come against every principality, every oppression, every suppression, every spirit of fear, every demonic oppression on our lives. In the name of Jesus, I bind discouragement. I rebuke every limitations and setbacks. I tear down any frustration in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, sickness, I command you to go. In Jesus' name, in a spirit, strange fires of in this place are cancel the assignment of the devil. In the name of Jesus, Husha itana masa akayamanda ramosia akarimabasa. I declare this holy ground. I declare this holy ground. I declare this place holy ground. Lord, come down, saturate the aisles, saturate the altars, saturate our hearts with your presence, with your glory, and with your power. Saturate this pulpit with the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I plead the blood of Jesus now over the congregation. I plead the blood of Jesus over your word. I plead the blood of Jesus over the ministry tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, glorify yourself again. Bless this day anointed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. We may be seated. We may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Uh, if, I may, uh, if I may say from those verses of scriptures, they are very meaningful because they are involving Jesus himself. In one area, the words that were spoken were from Jesus himself. And in the other area, disciples tried to say something, but then Jesus said something that prompted them to give the correct answer. We are living at that time where there are questions about our identity, questions about whether we are men or whether we are female. There are, there are questions now over our spiritual identity. Whether going to church only is enough or whether receiving what God promised is more than enough. There are questions of every kind and we're living at that time of procrastinations. We're living at, at that time of camouflaging. This is a time where many are professing to know him but are denying the power thereof. God is telling us from the word to draw a line of distinction and either be on the Lord's side or stay out of the boundary of the Lord. Because, because we are living at that time where many people have put on a front. They are professing but have not possessed the power there, thereof. It is not just about being in a church. It's about receiving 
The one that paid the price at Calvary. The one that shed the blood at Calvary. The one that gave his hands for those crooked nails and gave his feet for those crooked nails and gave his back for those terrible stripes. Gave his head for a crown of thorns instead of a crown of gold. The one who paid the price is the one we need to identify with. This is a season where the kingdom of God now suffereth violence. And the violent shall take it by force. It's a time for the strong. It's a dispensation where the strong take it by force. It's not a kingdom for weaklings. It's not a kingdom for double-mindedness. Because a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. This is a time where angels in heaven and God in heaven rejoices over one repentant sinner. The 99 that don't need him. I say this is a time where heaven rejoices. Heaven does not rejoice because you got a degree. Heaven does not rejoice because you got a new job and you opened a new business. Heaven does not rejoice because you got a new husband or a new wife. Heaven does not rejoice because you have some kind of blessing of a new car or a new home. Heaven rejoices over one repentant sinner. I said heaven rejoices over one repentant sinner. Somebody that needs the Jesus, the Christ. The word Christ means the anointed one. And that word means the one who has the anointing to break the burdens. To lift up every burden and break every yoke. That name of Christ breaks the yokes of bondage. That name of Christ lifts up every burden. You are so secure because Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, came in the fullness of time. And he came seeking and saving that which was lost. I was once lost, but Jesus found me. I said, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I say it again. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to my life. Many things have happened to my life. But when I think of the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for me, I cannot wait to shout glory. I cannot wait to shout hallelujah. The goodness of the Lord has brought you this far to never forsake you. Jesus can never save you and abandon you. Jesus can never save you and leave you alone. When he saves you, he will stand with you. When he saves you, he will put a hand of protection over you. When he saves you, he will deliver you from the hands of the wicked one. And he will put you in the palm of his hand. Where you become his and he becomes yours. There are people who say, this one is mine, and this one is mine. When Jesus saves you, he puts you at the palm of his hand, and you become irrevocable, unchanging. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You become 
unchanging, irrevocable, and permanent. I said you become permanent, irrevocable, and unchanging. You are in the palm of God's hand. And God has everything to do with you. So me, when I got saved, I left everything in the hands of God. I don't question my salvation. I don't live in, under any guilt conscience. I don't live under any self-low esteem. I don't live under other terrible personal convictions. I've given my life to Jesus. And I know the scripture says that him that the Son of Man sets you free shall be free and be free indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We're speaking about spiritual freedom. We're speaking about physical freedom. We're speaking about your conscience being free. Your mind being free. I said your spiritual life being free. There are people who are still haunted by their past. Let the past go. Jesus has transformed you from the power of darkness into this marvelous light. It's no time of thinking of the past. Every person has his past. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what past records you have. But when you came into the kingdom of God, Jesus, by the power of his blood, he erased everything. I said he blotted out everything. Hallelujah. For behold, if you are in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Behold, you become a new person. That's why water baptism in the name of Jesus becomes a consecration and a sanctifying element. I cannot be in such a powerful anointed church and miss salvation. Water baptism is important. It is not a doctrine of a church. It is a doctrine of Jesus Christ. Jesus, our prime example, comes from a direction. And John the Baptist sees him coming. He is in the waters baptizing. And he stops everything and says, Behold the Lamb of God. People look at him. They say, What are you talking about? I said, Behold the Lamb of God. That taketh away our sins. And when he comes nearer, John says, You, I'm not even worthy. Amen. I'm not even worthy. Worthy is that lamb that was slain at Calvary. That is the lamb, hallelujah, that took away our sins. John moves closer and he says, I cannot even unloose the laces of your shoes. I'm not even worthy. John then takes him into the water. He goes into the water. If Jesus went into the water, how important are you than Jesus? How great are you than the King of kings, the King of glory? God manifested in the flesh, went in the water. I said Jesus is the incarnation of God. When you see Jesus, you are seeing the manifestation of the glory and the power of God. When you see Jesus, you are seeing the preeminence of God. 
I said when you see Jesus, you are seeing the firstborn of all creations. Who come as in the Mahaya. When you see Jesus, you are seeing the one in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. When you see Jesus, you are seeing God manifested in the flesh. You are seeing the actual God. Hallelujah. So when you receive Jesus, Jesus takes residence in you. God takes residence in you. That's why on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place, in one accord. They were praying and fasting, waiting for the promise of the Father. That's why he could not come in any other way. He told them, you go and wait for the promise. Go and tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured with the power. It was necessary for God to indwell man. It was necessary for a phenomena, a powerful, explosive phenomena of God to come in that manner to indwell the lives of men and women. And so at that particular time, there came a rushing mighty wind. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There came a mighty rushing wind. The wind is blowing. I said, the wind of a second anointing. A wind of a fresh anointing. A wind of that suddenly, expeditiously, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I say, a wind of prosperity, a wind of deliverance. It was suddenly, 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 hallelujah, there appeared cloven tongues like a fire that landed upon every person. Upon every person, there was a phenomena of fire. Fire is indicative of the presence and the glory and the power of God. Fire symbolizes the spirit of power, the presence that quenches, that cleanses, that destroys every charms. Fire cleanses. I said fire cleanses. Amen. This church has an experience of the past church where fire, amen, cleansed it and destroyed it. Fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit burns every sin, burns every demon, burns every generation of spirits, burns every spirit of witchcraft, burns every other demonic forces that are haunting your life. The power of the Holy Spirit destroys every demonic oppression on your life. That's why the Spirit of the Lord says, them that he sets you free, they become free. The fire will burn every spirit of the devil. Your personal conviction, your guilt, your infirmities, your transgressions, the sin and the struggles of the things that you are trying to leave, to let go. The fire of the Holy Spirit, when he burns everything in your spirit, you won't have addiction. 
you won't have lustful desires for cocaine and marijuana and nicotine. I'm sorry, friends of mine that are here that are still smoking. I'm a preacher that would pray for you to be delivered from the power of nicotine, from the power of alcohol, from the power of any drug addiction. I am sorry, but I, I was there and Jesus delivered me. I said I was once lost, but Jesus delivered me. I know what it feels to be out there, but I know what it feels to be under the saturation of the presence and the power of God. I said in the kingdom of God, there is such a refreshing anointing. There is such a refreshing peace in you when you only depend totally on the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Other psychoactive dependency, other abuses, other total, uh, uh, we call them, we call them uh, 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 addiction or obsessions. It can be removed by the power of Jesus Christ. Am I lost? Am I lost? I'm, I'm preaching holiness. Okay? I, I'm preaching holiness. I'm preaching deliverance from the powers of darkness. I'm preaching deliverance from any alternative lifestyle. I'm preaching deliverance from any struggles you are going through. The power of the Holy Spirit is holy. I said it's holy. That's why Jesus is called the holy thing of God. The holy child of God. The only one holy that came from heaven. That's why the Bible he says, he says, but you shall receive power after the holy. Amen? The holy ghost has come upon you. You can't quit some things in your own strength. You can quit those things by allowing the infilling, the indwelling, the, the, the actual residence of the presence and the power of God taking residence in you. That's what makes you completely quit anything that is outside our vocabulary. Our vocabulary is a vocabulary of peace, of joy, of holiness, of steadfastness. Amen. Of long-suffering, of meekness, of temperance, of joy, of peace, of love, of faith, of keeping on, pressing on forward towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. Only looking on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's where we need to be. Be able to walk in the presence of God. We don't want to profess what we don't possess. We are apostolics and the apostolic era is still continuing. We are a continuation of the church that was born in the fire. The church that was born full grown. It was born in the fire on the day of Pentecost and it was full grown. Because signs and wonders and spectacular supernatural happenings happened in the days of the apostles. I said, these are the ones that walked and their shadow cast on the sick people. The sick would be healed. These are the ones 
that would pray over handkerchiefs. And handkerchiefs went to the sick. And every spirit and every disease had no authority over the lives of the saints. These are the ones that called on the name of Jesus when they said, Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give we thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. The Bible says he rose up. He jumped. He leaped. And went in praising the Lord. We've got to rise up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I said we've got to rise up. And walk. And leap and jump and praise the Lord. There are people who have written us off. And have said you are good for nothing. Because they call us fanatics. They say we've lost our mind. Because we run in the church where, <laughs> hallelujah, some places, if you run like that, amen, you are running because of the joy of the Lord, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because of what Jesus did for you. You cannot wait to run and shout and clap and jump and stamp your feet and glorify God, because God delivered you and has set your feet upon a solid ground. And you cannot wait but to praise Him and glorify Him. But they will call you a fanatic. They will call you a holy roller. Roller holy. Whatever it is, my accent is too heavy. But I hope I'm communicating something. Oh, hallelujah. They will call you all. These are the ones that are unlearned. These are the ones that have no job. They, have, they are senseless. They, are, they will call 911 if you run like that in some place. I'm just telling you. Hallelujah. They will call 911 when you are hit by the power of the Holy Spirit and you begin to say, What's happening? They say, Oh, Asha, Asha, come quickly. Deacon. wrong here. Something not wrong. We have received the fire that came from heaven. I say that is not a strange fire as the fire that burned completely the kingdom of the devil and the three Hebrew children walked free. I said that is the fire. I said that is the fire that Elisha saw when Elijah was growing up. The fire came symbolic of the power of the Holy Spirit and carried the chariot away. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That is the fire that rested upon the children of Israel by night. There was a pillar of fire to keep them from the cold in the wilderness for 40 years. The pillar of fire was on them because these were the children of the promise. These were the peculiar people. These were those of a royal priesthood. These are the ones he called them. My people. My people that are called by my name. These are the ones he said if they humble themselves and pray and turn away from their wicked ways. He would hear from heaven. Judge, we are the most special people on the planet earth. Jesus 
Fakamabasinda. We are the most special. Oh, glory! Glory! We are the ones he has called out of darkness and has presented us into this marvelous light. We have a reason to shout. We have a reason to praise. We have a reason to cry and shed tears and say, thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for writing my name in the books of life. Thank God for the modern inventions, the high definition, all those things cannot supersede the power of God. If you read in the Bible clearly, they were prophesied long time ago. Hallelujah. We may be seated for one minute. They were prophesied. There's nothing new that the Bible has not spoken about. It says in the last days, knowledge shall increase. But you that are the church, the church triumphant, the church glorious, the church that has prevailed and fought a good fight of faith and have kept the faith, the ones he calls my chosen race. The ones he says, I have separated you. I have appointed you and elected you. And designated you for a purpose. You are my people that have been called by my name. You are my elect. You are my chosen. I call you my chosen race. God's chosen race. Even in this dispensation, we are. We have a right to claim to be God's chosen race. Even in this era where many people cannot define their identity. I'm just preaching it. If you want to cut my neck, the head will be crying there and speaking in tongues. And the body will be shaking and saying, I made it. I said, I made it. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to testify in a, in a few minutes. I'm going to testify in a few minutes. But we are the ones he calls us, the church, a peculiar people of a royal priesthood, born to prevail, born to overcome, born to triumph. How come our sin that are higher? We are born to be that glorious church, glorious. I don't care whether I come from the bush of Africa. I say from the jungles of Africa. It is the same one God. It's the same one faith. It is the same one baptism. The revelation is the same. The anointing is the same. The name of Jesus is not different from Africa. It's the same Jesus in Africa. The same Jesus is in America. 
the same Jesus in this city of good, 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 good slavery. Whatever is the same anointing, is the same name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see, the Spirit of the Lord bears witness. Isn't that true? There is nothing I'm preaching here that this apostolic pastor has never preached here. Whatever I've preached here, you've heard it before. I'm just confirming to you that you are in the right movement. You are in the right church. You are in the right gathering. You are in the right glorious people. That he has said it. He said we are the elect of God. Who can revoke that? We are the appointed of God. (laughs) Who can revoke that? The devil may try. To brand you another name, but he cannot plug you out of the hands of God. Once you are you fall in the hands of God, you are permanent. You are unchanging. You are irrevocable. I mean, he may try to bring temptations, to bring afflictions, to bring trials, to bring deadly attacks of the devil. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then, and then another piece says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then he tells us again, there is no weapon that is formed against you that shall have to prosper. There is no wicked finger pointed at you in judgment. No wicked tongue or no wicked voice that is pointed at you to bring spells of negativity and speak negative words in your life that will have to prosper. There is power to revoke every demonic spell, every negativity, every spells of witches, every generation of blood that is dying and haunting you over demonic oppressions. There is power in the name of Jesus. To declare you a free person. I say there is power in the name of Jesus. To declare you a free person. A free person. A free person who can walk in progression. A free person who can walk in the overflow of God. In the abundance of God. Other people now are beginning to think of finances. But there is another saturation of an overflow spiritually. There is another, another flow of abundance, spiritual abundance. <laughs> because when people want to think about finances every time, you've got to seek first for the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. There is another saturation and another Overflow of growth. He wishes that you be in good health. And prosper. Even so as your soul prospers. He wishes that you be in good health. Physically. Spiritually. Mentally. That overflow is around you. Is around you. 
I said, even if you are as broke as a church mouse, you are a child of the king. Your destiny is not determined by how broke you are. Today, the problems of today should not hinder you from seeing the glory that is yet to be revealed. There is a glory to be revealed. So don't give up. If you start a business and it has some hitches, just keep on praying on the altar, paying your tithe, giving your offerings, and pressing on forward again. Because God Your ideas, your thinking, your innovations, your inventions, all this is a progression of an overflow of increase and abundance in your life. Those are the promises. Please don't think about finances now. Think about your spirituality. Are you overflowing? When you pray, do you feel the overflow? Like that gentleman, he has an overflow excess. <laughs> I'll add another word. He has a superfluity. <laughs> His cup is running over. He's <laughs> shaken down, pressed down, and is running over with joy, with confidence, with purity, with love. With abundance of the glory and the power of God. That's what God is waiting for us. Brother, when you play the guitar, there is an abundance. I've felt you many times when I come to meetings where you pray, play the guitar. When you, when you sing, I said it in your dad's church. When you pray, when you sing, there is an abundance. There is a flow that comes with it. If you are listening to the string, you won't listen. But if you listen to the inspiration... Oh my God, you'll be touched. You'll be touched. You'll be healed. <laughs> you'll be blessed. I said there is an overflow of abundance that is coming your way. That's why I'm saying tonight, we are special people. The elect of God. The church that he's coming for. Then, it should have no spot. It, it should have no wrinkle. It should have no blemish. It should be sanctified. It should be purified, purged by the precious blood of Jesus. The church is coming for you are the church. Thank God for the building. Thank God for relocating in this place. But this building is just a shelter of the church. The actual church are you and me. Praise God. And you are the ones, he says, I'll come for a church with no spot, with no wrinkle, with no blemish, sanctified, blood-stained, Holy Ghost-filled, and then the power packed, packed with power. Tongue-talking. And when you see the devil, you crush the devil. You tell the devil, get thou behind me. If you cannot tell him to get thou behind you, you tell the devil, I'm coming in the name of Jesus. If he cannot listen to that, you tell the enemy, I come in the volume of the books. 
if he cannot listen, you tell him, I plead the blood of Jesus. If the enemy cannot listen, you say, I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. If he cannot listen, he say, in the name of Jesus, I fire you, devil. You have no assignment here. Fire the devil from your premises. I said you fire him. Don't hire him. Don't hire the devil. Fire the devil. Fire him. You tell the devil you are fired. And when you testify, don't even mention him. Don't even say, give a chance to say anything. Or the devil did not. Testify of the greatness and the glory of the power of God. Don't mention the enemy. You're giving him strength. Mention the one that shed the blood at Calvary. Mention the one that they took from the cross and took in a borrowed tomb. And for three days he lay there, but on the third day, death could not hold him. I said the grave could not hold him. I said death could not hold him. Muhammad is dead. His bones are in Mecca. Hare Krishna died. His bones are somewhere. Confucius died. They burned him, cremated him, and threw the boat in the river. I said, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth, when they put him in the tomb on the third day, he came back alive. I said, we serve a living God. We serve a living God. I said, we serve a living God. We serve a living God. Our God is not dead. Our God is alive. I said, our God is alive. He is alive. That's why I preach Him with conviction. I preach Him with a passion. Because when I think of His goodness, there is a place He took me from. <laughs> there is a place he reached out and took me from that place and broke the power of the enemy and set me free and filled me with his spirit and put a new song in me. I am on a solid rock. David said, them that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow they shall say, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. Let me demonstrate again. Then the dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. The shadow of the Lord covering you. You are under the shadow. You are under the shadow, church. Nothing cannot touch you. Demons will not touch you. I said the enemy is bound and locked out. You are under the protection and the shadow of the Almighty. The power of the Lord is the one saturating your life. I have come to believe that God is real and he covers his children. Huramanda Makaya. Who did it dwell in the secret place 
of the Most High. Under the shadow of the Almighty. The enemy cannot find you. The wizard cannot find you. The psychic cannot find you. Demons cannot find you. Forces of darkness cannot find you. You are under the shadow of the Almighty. You have taken a board. You have taken one night stand in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. You are there under the shadow. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord. You are relaxed. I said you are under the shadow. I'm repeating. The Holy Spirit said, cover me. The Holy Spirit said, lay down. Show these people how covered, how God's hand is upon you. I said even this church I said even people that come to this church the hand of God is upon you don't wait on God God is waiting for you to reach out because he gave you another opportunity to have a place of worship to have a dynamic pastor I say to have a powerful choir, to have our people that are worshippers. You be under the shadow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hakama Basura. Hakama Basura. Take your shelter. Take your board. Hide under the shadow. Take one night and stay under the shadow of God. How many people can come here on a Friday night and stay under the shadow if you are not going to work and stay under the shadow the whole night and stay under the shadow Saturday and wake up on Sunday morning coming to the church in fasting and prayer and see how much power will be moving in this place. I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. I dwell under the abode of the Almighty. I'm covered by His blood. Angels ascend and descend. I hear that still small voice every time. I dwell in prayer. I dwell in fasting. I dwell in the Word of God. Because I've learned the secret of humility. The secret of submission. The secret of accountability. I've learned the secret of fidelity. Being faithful even to your own spouse. I've learned the secret of accountability. Transparency. Obedience. Those are secrets. Powerful secrets in the kingdom of God. Those are our secrets. 
The secret of obedience. The secret of submission. The secret of accountability. The secret, that secret of transparency. Fidelity. Because the church is a place of honor. The church is a place of power. It's a place of security. It's a place where you openly can declare the profession of your faith. This is where we dwell. This is our home. This is where the presence comes down to deliver us and bless us. You looking for blessings? Honor your pastor. You looking for blessings? Love your pastor. You looking for blessings? Support your pastor. Are you looking for blessings? Defend, protect, and speak well about your pastor. You looking for blessings? Serve your pastor. You looking for promotion? You looking for your family to be blessed? I'll preach and go. But God has spoken those words in this place. Because he's preparing for an explosion. Katalamatha. I want to repeat again. He's preparing for an explosion. And he wants ready-made vessels. Vessels of honor in the kingdom. To give their lives to the service of the kingdom. To give their lives to the service of the kingdom. To give their lives to the service of the kingdom, not temporary, casual, partial love, but the greater love that no one has given than this that you lay your lives for the sake of your friend. Jesus is your friend, and He laid His life for the sake of His friend. You are His friend. That love was not superficial. That love was not circumstantial. That love was not partial. It was agape. The sacrificial love. Where there is no condition. It is unconditional. Regardless of time. Regardless of how much you have invested here. You still owe Jesus your love. You still owe him your time. You still owe him your talents and abilities. You still owe Jesus. Ilobo sanda na bakaya. Inalama sinda. Ilolobosa. Hakaya anda indalaya masi. Uba sanda na makaya. Rondolobosa taramahaya. Hako nidiyama. I see rivers of souls. I just see rivers from every direction. That's what I'm seeing rivers. Of an overflow, rivers. Because God is going to sweep through here. It's going to sweep through your hearts. To sweep through your, your mind. To sweep through your abilities and talents. God must use you. I said God must use you. You are ready to fill this place with souls. I said you are ready to bring a revival in this place. You are ready to declare this place the house of prayer. I said you are ready to make this place have three services on a Sunday morning. Early morning at 8. 
Hallelujah. 10 o'clock and 11.30. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm binding every spirit of jealousy. And I'm breaking every spirit of religion. I'm tearing down every demonic powers, oppression, discouragements, limitations, setbacks, frustrations, exploitations, manipulations, and control. I take authority over those demons. In the name of Jesus, I break every sickness, every demon of witchcraft, sorcerers, in the name of Jesus, I tear down every demonic oppression. You cannot kill the church. You cannot bewitch the church. You cannot bury the church. I said the church went through the waters and the waters could not drown it. Moses struck the water. The church went through the water and the water could not drown it. The church went through the wilderness and the wilderness could not destroy it. It went through River Jordan and Jordan opened up. It stood before the walls of Jericho and Jericho came trembling down. The church is a glorious church. The church is a victorious church. The church is a triumphant church. The church is a powerful church. It's a powerful living. It's a living organism. It's a living organism. It is a living thing. It's not a dead thing. You are not dead. You are alive. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And I release that anointing over your hearts. From the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. This is our season. Church. To triumph in this dispensation. And to tell the devil, bye-bye. Ladies, when a, when a man you don't want to even shake hands or even have eye contact with comes around you, do. tell the devil, you have no time to dwell in the past. This is our season. Even to step into another dimension. It is our season to triumph. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, intellectually. Because we are intellectual beings. We are spiritual beings. We are emotional beings. Amen. We are physical beings. Glory to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's our season to be enriched in those dimensions. So that the devil can be told, you have no place. We cancel your assignment. In Jesus' mighty name. The prison is not the place for our children. The drug house is not the place for our husbands. And our wives. And our daughters and sons. I break the back of the devil. I poke the, the eyes of the enemy. I pull the nose of the enemy. I crush the head of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. You are the child that went through the waters. Went through the wilderness. 
went through River Jordan, stood before the walls of Jericho. Amen. Was thrown in the fire and the fourth man appeared in the fire. They look in the fire. They see the fourth man. We are the ones. Hallelujah. That the lions could not tear and the fire could not burn us and the waters could not drown us. We are children of the kingdom. We are headed somewhere in the kingdom. This is our season. Do not be discouraged. Do not allow setbacks. Do not allow anything to stand in between you and the kingdom of God. We are triumphing. Glorify God. Again, glorify God. Glorify God, church. Glorify God. Glorify God. Glorify Him. Glorify Him. I say it again. Glorify Him. In the name of Jesus. Stand, stand, stand. Stand, lift your hands. Stand, lift your hands. And let us glorify Him. In the name of Jesus. Let us glorify Him. Glorify Jesus. Speak over cancer now. Lift your hands and begin to glorify God. I begin to pray for you now. I speak over sickness in Jesus' name. Cancer dry up now. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Glorify God. Just glorify God. 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 Glorify Him. I see multiplication. I see addition. I see revival coming your way. Rivers flowing from every direction and pouring in here. From every direction I saw rivers. That's revival. That's an outpouring of the Spirit of God over your lives. <laughs> that is a release of double measures and the presence of the Almighty over your lives. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, can we feel this altar from that side to this side and lift our hands? Ah, feel the altar. Feel the altar.